0: Welcome to Warrior, the Art of War for Life, a podcast for those who want to win. Leadership lessons, motivational mindsets, empowering principles, success strategies, and transformational tactics from Swinza, the master of victory. I'm your guide on the side, David Boyd, award-winning educator, transformational speaker, and certified life coach. It's time to start winning at life. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining us. I'm so glad you're all here. I say it every week, but I'm glad you're here. I really mean it. I hope you're having an amazing week. I'm not going to lie. This week's been a little hard for me. I've had a lot of things going on, and it's really given me pause to step back and think about my life and about my next steps and some areas that I still want to improve on. and and how to really apply everything that I'm learning through this Art of War for Life material so that I can start winning more in certain areas of my life and really use all the tools and the insights that I have more to take it to another level in overcoming some of my own challenges. So I've had a lot on my mind and a lot on my heart and I've been feeling a little... Stretched thin. And that's okay. It's okay to feel stretched sometimes. It's okay to stretch ourselves sometimes. Even if it hurts. I think I've shared it before. That I'm one of the most inflexible people on the planet right now. And stretching is extremely uncomfortable. It hurts. There's So much resistance. My body just wants to stay at this comfort level. But I want to push beyond that. And it's like leaning into those stretches and holding those longer than we want to. And the blood rushes into our heads and and I feel like I can't catch my breath. And that's a sign of a good stretch. We really start to feel the blood flowing and the heart pounding and... We may feel a little breathless. We know we're stretching. We know we're pushing ourselves beyond our comfort zone. So don't be afraid to lean into that a little more. Last week, we discussed the 10 reasons we lose and contained in them the 10 secrets to winning in life. So if you missed it, go back and check it out. Oh, and as a reminder... The views expressed in this podcast are my own and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the United States Air Force Academy, the Air Force, the Department of Defense, or the U.S. government. Thank you. Thank you very much. In the next episode, we're going to discuss Swins' seven-step guide to guaranteed victory. So stay tuned. And if you're feeling ready to take the next steps in your life, check out Planning to Win, my transformative guided journal, which is now available on Amazon. In it, I took 52 prompts from the first chapter of Swinza's Art of War. I added a motivational mindset, an opportunity to craft your own powerful affirmations, some self-reflection, and some journaling prompts to really help you get clear on what you want in your life, out of your life, and for your life. So check it out. And if you're working through it right now, Let me know how it's going. Let me know if you have any questions. Alright, so let's dive into today's episode. Swin's three strategies for getting ahead in life. Have you ever felt behind the power curve? Have you ever felt like from the moment you wake up to the moment your head finally hits the pillow that you're just reacting to life and running to catch up all day long, you're not alone. I've felt that way countless times. And In this episode, we're going to discuss Swinza's three strategies for getting ahead in life. So let's go. In chapter 6.1 of Swinza's Art of War, we read, Swinza said, in general, the first to occupy the battlefield and await the enemy is at ease. The last to occupy the battlefield rushes to the fight and is belabored. Therefore, those who excel at warfare compel others and are not compelled by others. The ability to make your enemies come forth of their own volition comes from enticing them with the potential benefits. The ability to deter the enemy from coming forth comes from the potential harm. Therefore, if an enemy is at ease, one must be able to belabor them. If they are fully fed, one must be able to starve them out. If they are at peace, one must be able to mobilize them. From this passage, I've identified four strategies for getting ahead in life. I know I said three earlier, but I've actually added a fourth. They are... Number one. Be the first to the field ready and waiting. Number two, take aim, take charge. Number three, attract people by adding value to their lives. And number four, avoid self-sabotage and get after it. Number one, be the first to the field. The first of Swinza's four strategies for getting ahead in life is to be the first of the field and to be ready and waiting for whatever life throws at us instead of constantly feeling behind the power curve, running just to catch the bus by the skin of our teeth and making it through life on the slimmest of margins. It's exhausting hurrying around all the time, rushing back and forth, chasing our tails. The term Sun uses here is which means to position or a position In this case, to occupy or take up a position on the battlefield. As pertains to our lives, this is about positioning ourselves for our daily battles. I love the imagery of this character. It's comprised of a roaring tiger stopped above a location, lying in wait to pounce on and ambush its prey. If you've ever seen a big cat, either at the zoo or in a documentary, And you just watch them when they get in hunting mode. They perch and they settle down and their shoulders kind of waver back and forth. Their tail wiggles and then they pounce. They position themselves for the attack. This relates back to the idea of putting ourselves in undefeatable positions in our lives which I discussed in episode 32, Defeat Debilitating Doubt. There's a lesson here for each of us. A tiger is rarely caught out of position. It occupies the position that it wants, and then it rests, watching, waiting for its opportunity to pounce. The character that Swinzi uses here is Dai, which means to wait. To wait for or to wait on. It's comprised of an intersection on the left Beside a foot, above a measuring hand. Taken together, these elements convey the sense of being ready to move and act at the intersection of opportunity. This reminds me of the concept of working, watching, and waiting that I discussed in episode 28. Swims' top priority, four principles to become unconquerable. And Episode 29 swins to six strategies for self-preservation and total victory in life. The opposite of this is digging ourselves a big hole, falling behind, procrastinating, and having to try and play catch-up. It doesn't take a genius to see that when we're rushed and are in a big hurry, we're more likely to make mistakes, miss or forget something. The Chinese character that Sun uses here is Chu, which depicts a person rushing down the road carrying a large bundle of grass, hay, or fodder in both hands. In a military context, if we have to rush to the battlefield, frantically trying to keep track of all of our gear, get everything organized, and get out there in a hurry, we're going to exhaust ourselves and be at a tactical disadvantage from the get-go. That's not the position we want to be in. So how does this apply to us? We can be intentional, proactive, ready and waiting for whatever comes our way instead of allowing ourselves to be behind the power curve and reacting all day to whatever crisis or disaster turns our world upside down. Be the first to the field, first to the office, first in the gym, first on the flight line, ready to go and fired up don't procrastinate or wait until the last minute to do something. We need to sprint to the end, not wait until the end to start sprinting. So how do we do that? One way is to start our day early and in an empowering way. Which brings us to the importance of morning routines. How we start our day off, the energy we bring, what we choose to focus on, and how we spend our time can help us get in touch with ourselves and our priorities for the day. It can help us dial in on what we really want to create and what we want in our lives, out of our lives, and for our lives. So get intentional about a morning routine. Figure out what works for you. Get up 15 minutes earlier and use that 15 minutes to really lock in. Do a quick hit exercise, five, seven minutes. There's tons of apps out there that you can do high intensity body weight exercises for five to seven minutes just to get the blood flowing. Hydrate. It's one of the first things I do in the morning because when we wake up first thing in the morning, that's when we're the most dehydrated. And so drinking a tall glass of water expands the capillaries into our brain, which allows us to think more clearly. Breathe, do some meditation. A few minutes of deep belly breathing can really energize our day and our thinking and change our state. Stretch, do yoga, do tai chi, whatever. Find something that works for you and eat a little snack, a healthy snack, a piece of fruit or something just to get the blood flowing to start fueling our bodies. Do a little extra self-care. Whatever elements that you feel encourage and energize you for the day are okay. But be intentional about crafting A morning routine that energizes and empowers you to go and tackle your day instead of waiting to the last possible moment, rolling out of bed, running around trying to find your shoes and then rushing out the door. I'm speaking from experience here, getting up earlier and giving myself permission to be intentional and just spend time with myself. During the winter, I love to just sit in front of the fire and do some of these things. Get in touch with myself, my thoughts, do some affirmations or some incantations, whatever. It really does change the quality of my day. So get in touch with a morning routine. And if you're not sure what to do, Just look up morning routines. Look up like what millionaires do in their morning routines. Get a whole bunch of ideas and say, hey, I would like to try this and try out a bunch of stuff. And if it doesn't work, swap it out. And then from that energized state, write out three tasks that are top priorities each morning. Three must accomplishes that day. Even if it's something as simple as, I need to send this email, or I need to pay this bill, or I need to get into the gym, or I need to make a phone call, or I need to complete this task. Write them out, put them on like a post-it note or a virtual, like a digital post-it note on your computer. However you track your tasks. You can do it in your calendar. There's a whole bunch of different ways to do it, but make sure that it's visible so that you can keep going back to it when you feel distracted or when a whole bunch of other things get dumped onto your plate. And then determine the energy that you want to bring and how you wanna show up at each of those. And then visualize, see yourself knocking them out, powerfully, successfully. Create a mini compelling vision of that future and then live from that place. That's the first strategy for getting ahead in our lives. Number two, take aim and take charge. The second of Swinza's three strategies for getting ahead in life is to take aim and take charge. The imagery of this strategy comes out of the archery tradition. The character that Swinza uses is zh, which means to transmit, to send, to make something happen, or to cause. The character depicts an arrow embedded in the ground beside a person kneeling next to it. Taken together it conveys the image of proactively and purposely going after what we want and what we need and making things happen. So be proactive, not just reactive. Dictate your terms. Don't be coerced or manipulated into settling for less. Set clear expectations and let things develop organically. Direct things. Don't let circumstances dictate or direct what you can or cannot do. There's always a way. This takes us all the way back to episode two. Look in the mirror. You are in charge. And it also links to episode 15, six butt-kicking battlefield beatitudes for becoming the master of our own destiny, and episode 22, take back your life, six tactics to pick your battles and start winning, where I discuss the importance of taking charge of our lives. No one else is gonna do it for us. We need to take aim and take charge. And, as I mentioned last week, taking charge of our lives is one of the 10 secrets to winning. I've mentioned before that we rarely get to control what the river of life brings our way. But we always get to control our own little raft, how we choose to navigate the rapids and the rivulets. In order to do so, we need paddles, or oars, which is an acronym I adapted from the ORBED model. In my version, ORS stands for ownership, accountability, and responsibility skills. When we lack those skills in any area of our lives, we end up getting stuck, we end up getting pushed around, or being expendable pawns in someone else's game. That's not where we wanna be. So take aim and take charge of what you want in your life, out of your life, and for your life. That's strategy number two. Number three, attract people by adding value to their lives. The third of SWIN's four strategies for getting ahead in life is to attract people by adding value to their lives. We attract people to our cause, allies, and mentors when we add value into other people's lives. That's what gets people heading our way. If you're a business, that's how you get clients, is by adding value into their lives. The Chinese character is Li, which means profit, benefit, or value. It depicts the character for grain on the left beside a knife, blade, or sickle on the right. It literally depicts the harvest. I mentioned in last week's episode that I recently attended Tony Robbins' summit and it was amazing. And in that summit, he told the story of a real estate agent that really illustrates this principle. Unfortunately, I don't remember the real estate agent's name and I couldn't find this story online, but I've heard Tony Robbins tell it a couple of times. And this is a true story about a real estate agent in California who was just struggling. He worked for a whole year, and I think he got like one sale, and that was it. So he had to go and work another job just to be a real estate agent. And so he went to Tony Robbins and he got some coaching and he said what what should I do and Tony Robbins helped him work through this process where he started thinking about how he could serve his community no strings attached just add value to their lives and I think this was during the 70s and there was like a trash strike going on and so you know this is California and a really nice area of California with expensive million dollar homes and yet because the trash workers were on strike nobody been coming around to pick up the trash. So the trash had just been starting to pile up and it had been, you know, totally messy and dogs were getting into trash and spilling it everywhere. And so it was just a very bad situation and it was impacting the quality of people's lives. And so this real estate agent decided that he was just going to go and hire a private company to clean the streets of the area that he worked and not tell anybody about it. And so he did, and it cost him quite a lot of money, but he added that value and he didn't tell anybody, but sooner or later um, word got out and people tracked him down and found out and said, hey, why did you do this? And he just said, I wanted to bring value to this community. I live here, I work here. I wanted to help out in this situation and instantly transformed his relationship with his community. And over the next few years, I think every single house that sold in that community was sold through him because he added value into their lives. So that's the lesson. Think about the people that we want to serve. Think about the type of people that we want in our lives and then add value. Conversely, we drive people away when we harm others through our words or actions or when we keep score in any way. The Chinese character that Swinzi uses is hai, which means to harm. It depicts a tally sheet with a bunch of hash marks above a mouth. If we wanna get ahead in our life, we need to eliminate the net negative impacts that we have on others and that others have on us. Don't harm people through word or deed. And most importantly, don't keep score. Don't settle the score and don't try to get even with others. Let it go. We don't need to carry around all that baggage. And if we do, it will hold us back and hold us down. I think it was Coach Payne who said, I want to see everybody win. I feel the same way. We don't have to compete against each other to get our own piece of the pie. Let's make another pie, a bigger pie. So that's principle number three. Number four, avoid self-sabotage and get after it. The fourth and final of Swinza's four secrets to get ahead in life is to avoid self-sabotage and get after it. Swinza describes three actions to take to sabotage an enemy. First, to disrupt and disturb them when they're at rest or to keep them busy toiling and laboring so that they feel weary and unrested. Second, disrupt their food and supply chains and starve them out so that they're hangry and weak instead of well-nourished and fed. And third, to incite and mobilize them, to keep them deployed and mobilized and running around and in constant motion instead of living peaceful and quiet lives at home with their loved ones. In applying this to our own lives, we sabotage ourselves when we belabor ourselves and don't give ourselves a moment's rest or recreation we don't give ourselves any time off or any breaks, which is one of the eight tactics to transform your life that I discussed in episode seven. We literally skip meals, work through breakfast, lunch, and dinner, eat on the run, grab and go, settle for fast food full of nutrient-poor and empty calories. We work long hours away from home and family with no time for friends or connection. We're gone before the sun comes up and we don't get out of our cubicles until after the light of day is faded. That's no way to live. So what do we do? Well, let's start with what doesn't work. What doesn't work is stressing ourselves out about other concerns when we need to be resting and relaxing and recreating. Don't belabor our rest with work concerns. Step away from the computer, put down the cell phone. It can wait. Practice good boundaries, take time to eat quality meals and take time for ourselves to rest, recreate and rejuvenate. Take time with friends and family. Make it a priority. Quality time. Go have lunch with a friend. And while you're having lunch, don't check your cell phone. Put on that do not disturb, turn off your ringer, leave it in the car, and be fully present. Next. Internally We need to make sure that we're not starving ourselves with scarcity beliefs. Don't starve our abundance and our prosperity with scarcity beliefs. Don't perturb our peace with busy work, staying busy just to be busy. Address the issues that need to be resolved and give it a rest. Don't let problems continue unresolved. This goes back to I don't even remember what episode it was. But one of the early episodes where I talked about how against protracted campaigns Swinza is. And I'm the worst at this because I tend to be so avoidant. I don't wanna rock the boat. I don't wanna make things worse. I don't wanna, at the same time, drag things out. Sometimes we have to address issues And then we need to let it go. We need to decide, is this a hill worth dying on? And if not, then we need to just let it go. Forgive and forget, move on. Find balance, work hard and play hard. Get that hunger back into our lives and use it. Be grateful for where we are and what we have and don't settle. Don't just be satisfied with fat and happy, content give ourselves permission to do more, and be more, and want more. We don't wanna just survive with food on our plate and a roof over our heads. We were made for more. So rest, recreate, enjoy peace and prosperity when it's time to do those things. Don't sabotage those moments. And then work hard, be hungry, and get after it. Get moving when it's time to go. Don't neglect the work that is ours to do because we don't wanna get off the couch Turn off the TV, or the movie, or the video games. Get after it. Be the first to the field, or the classroom, or the gym, or the office. Be ready and waiting for whatever life throws at us, good, bad, or ugly. Create a mindset where you know you can handle whatever life is going to throw at you that day, because you can. Manage your mindset. You can do hard things. We can, we can do hard things. We can take it and make the most of it. Take aim at what we want in our lives, out of our lives and for our lives and take charge of going and getting it for ourselves. Get after it. Attract the people that we want and need in our lives by adding value to the lives of those around us, instead of driving them away with harm or keeping score. Trying to get even. Avoid self-sabotage. Get after it. That's how we get ahead in life. And we can start getting after it right now. So what are you waiting for? Thanks so much for listening, everybody. If you found this podcast impactful, please like and subscribe. And join us for new episodes every Warrior Wednesday. For more information, tools, and resources to help you in your daily battles, for questions, or to work with me, shoot me an email at artofwarforlife at gmail.com. Most importantly, always remember the power to win resides within. There is always a way.